Hello everyone, my name is Dominic. My name is Jonathan. And welcome back to another episode of The End Credits, the show where the two of us discuss our thoughts on a film of our choosing. And today, we are talking about Psycho. Psycho was directed by Alfred Hitchcock with a release date of September 8th, 1960. Had a running time of one hour and 49 minutes in the genre as a psychological horror slash thriller. It stars Anthony Perkins, Vera Miles, John Gavin, Martin Balsam, John McIntyre, and Janet Lee. The summary for Psycho is the following. Phoenix secretary Marianne Crane on the lam after stealing $40,000 from her employer in order to run away with her boyfriend, Sam Loomis, is overcome by exhaustion during a heavy rainstorm. Traveling on the back roads to avoid the police, she stops for the night at the ramshackle Bates Motel and meets the polite but highly strung proprietor Norman Bates, a young man with an interest in taxidermy and a difficult relationship with his mother. So what did you think of Psycho? I I remember liking it the first time I saw it. And to be honest with you, I I liked it probably even more now after watching it again for a second time because the first time I saw it was years ago. But I, I would also like to add that there are things that I discovered that I don't like. There, there are a lot of things about Psycho that I don't like. But for okay. the most part, overall, I really do like the film. I'm curious to hear what you th- thought, though, because you haven't seen Psycho at all, which is crazy to me. And I'm curious to see what you thought of it. Right. Uh, yeah, this is my first time uh, seeing Psycho. And... I had a completely different expectation for this film. So like, I guess overall, I thought it was, as the name implies, it was psycho. You know, it's kind of like a crazy, crazy uh, ride story-wise. Mm-hmm. And like I said uh, just before, uh, earlier, that it differed from my expectations uh, before. Because I thought that psycho was, I guess, more... Um, I thought it was more similar to, I expected a similar story to American Psycho, as weird as that sounds, even though I assume American Psycho was um, inspired by the original Psycho in some ways, right? Maybe. I assume assume so, but yeah, I I assumed uh, that we would see this transformation of character, meaning it'd be, we have a main character learn about the side character or the other main character and then they wouldn't be uh what they thought they were okay and i Mm. thought i knew that going in that that's what i I, uh, suspected because obviously everybody knows the famous scene so uh that's how i thought i was gonna arrive there right it being psycho i expected uh someone to turn you know right there okay and what i was shocked to see is that that iconic scene uh, in the shower was very early on, and it was almost as if it wasn't like uh, I thought it was supposed to be the 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 main defining moment of it, but in some ways it's actually not. It's a scene that's kind of taken out of the film because again, it is an iconic uh, scene, but it's not the like centerpiece of the story because it happens really early on. It's like the starting catalyst to the story. Okay. In some ways, um, that really like uh, it basically uh, sets a path for the rest of the movie, basically. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I was surprised to see this like early on where we see uh, Marion have this connection or basically steal some money from uh, the place she worked. Uh, that was... Uh, so I expected, like, oh, okay. Uh, I expected her to actually go to the bank and, you know, just do it or whatnot, right? And just get move on with her life after being uh, basically hit on by that one guy. Right. Um, and the fact that she didn't go to the bank really shocked me when watching it because I was like, oh, whoa. This is interesting. I honestly forgot that the forty thousand dollars is that subplot was even was even involved in the film. I completely forgot about that when I was watching it again. I was like, I completely forgot about this forty thousand dollars subplot. Right, like it was it was uh, after you know she's she's gone from the film. It's like not even relevant anymore. Right. Which is crazy to me. Well, I, I would thought, disagree with relevant. I think it was still relevant. It just said, yeah, I think more of the focus was on Norman Bates rather than the forty thousand. But the forty thousand dollars was still, it was still being investigated because that was the whole reason why Arbogast well, came over. So, well, I argued that it was. Oh, I I more than thought it was that it was for Marion and what happened to her. That was the the who cared about the money really. Oh, I oh, guess sure. I guess the one investor since the private uh, investigator, right, to do it. But it was like, I was secondary. So first was Marion. Yeah. And then it was the money. And then, you know, Norman Bates or whatnot. Right. That makes sense. But uh, yeah, it was weird to see that she, you know, did this uh, bad thing, even though like I felt wasn't like a bad thing, quote unquote, because I didn't like the guy. Right. So I was like, oh, you know, stick it to him or whatnot. Right. But uh it was it was weird because uh, I suspected that she'd be like the good person throughout the thing, even though I think eventually she was right. Yeah, but try to be, <laughs> try to be right. And uh, I found that uh, I was like, oh, it was a weird, uh, weird spin that I didn't uh, think was supposed to happen. Like I didn't think this was supposed to even be involved throughout the the film. And then it was weird uh, because. She was like very suspicious early on, like everything that happened. It's kind of like a a weird uh, difference mm-hmm. between like stuff we see today. If it's involving like some sort of bad realm, like um, we watch Breaking Bad. Don and me are very uh, familiar with the series. Looking at like for example Walter White, you know, go into that direction. We at least see him. I guess I don't want to say handle it better. But like, it was almost as if it wasn't as much of a headache as it was for her throughout the. So game. you're just essentially saying that it's more common today to see this, this um, part antagonist, like a protagonist turned antagonist, and it's more common to see that kind of story nowadays. Yes and no. I think it's more when I mean when I refer to uh, them handling it's more. They have this like mental capability to uh, continue on or with their bad uh, scenario, mm-hmm. even though it's technically bad. You can tell, uh, for example, for like uh, Walter White, he gives, I don't want to say, excuse, like an excuse or like a, he basically places in his mind why he would do bad stuff and finds justification for it. There you go. While okay. as uh, in uh, Marion's case, you can tell that she was like very troubled 
And that's, I guess, more realistic, I feel like, for people to actually get that much deeply in trouble, uh, like in their mind that they like basically uh, turn back and like turn themselves in. And that was like a fresh instance that I never see before, because, again, usually um, if a character goes through that in like a show or something like that, they are able to just uh, brush past it. And Marin felt very real. Very because, human. Yeah, very human because she was struggling with it at first. I have to admit, though, it was kind of weird because after watching it again, I was like, I felt like it was moving really fast in those moments when she took the 40,000. But once I thought about it a little bit more, I did realize that it made a lot of sense if we want to feel like, if we want to feel her kind of tension and the paranoia that she's feeling in that moment from stealing $40,000, uh, uh, of course, things are going to feel and pick up fast. And we could clearly see her paranoia via her facial expressions and the fact that she wasn't even stopping at like a rest area of any kind or a motel. And um, yeah, I guess originally as I was watching, I thought it was just really quick. Really? Maybe I thought so, Maybe because yeah. I haven't seen at all, so I didn't know where it was supposed to go. I thought it was actually like a, a steady pace. Yeah. I think what made it feel a little bit more quick, too, is the music. Um, I think the music just became a little too tense for me too early because I think the first I think the first moment where we get like a like a moment of tension with the music is when he when she sees her boss uh, crossing the street as she's leaving town. But but why wouldn't like the music pick up at that time though? No, I'm saying it makes sense. I'm saying that it makes sense. But I think that I think that for whatever reason in my head, I felt like it was just too much. I think it should have picked up a little. I think it should have been a little bit more gradual, and it wasn't. At least in the way I saw it, I felt like it just kind of hit me, and and that makes sense to me as well. But I kind of wish it were a little bit more gradual because I felt like when the music came in, I just felt like it was a little too much. And for the moment, I guess I kind of wanted to live a little bit more and her feeling of she's getting away with it and being able to um, hear the voiceovers a little bit more until before we saw the the moment where she sees her boss crossing the street. I just felt like it was a little too early is all. You thought so? I, I, I thought um, so. Watching it for the first time, I thought I thought it was uh, that was fine. I think it made sense that, OK, you know, that she was quote-unquote caught right Mm -hmm. and the music i guess essentially ramped up the idea that we were supposed to feel this um intensity because you know that's how people would feel if they were like oh i have this money right right and like i said i i get that point and i and that's most more than likely what they're going for is just that for me i guess i i wish it were more gradual I understand what they were going for. I just, I wish it were more gradual and we could have felt, yes, we felt her side of uh, the paranoia, obviously, but I guess just having that moment of just having a little, having the moment last a little bit longer of the feeling of she's getting away with it. I, and I, we I, didn't. I just question why though. Well, I, I'm just saying because, I, I don't know, I guess it's because I, because she seemed a little bit, because in the beginning we say how, She's a little bit unhappy with the relationship with Sam. Uh, not necessarily unhappy with him, per se. It's more just about she's unhappy with the fact of hiding around 
uh, with him because uh, I think he's recently divorced or something like that and she doesn't want to have to hide anymore. So she's just a little bit unsure and unhappy with the fact that they had to or that they have been hiding and meeting in secret. So basically, since we already had that idea in mind for from her that she wants to have this change and she wants to she obviously wants to be with him. I guess just with ha- when she got a hold of the 40,000, it kind of felt like it was this moment for her to start this new life with him. And I guess I wanted to just be in that moment a little bit more, okay. a little bit longer. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I think we just kind of rushed into the, which like I'm saying, it makes sense that we got rushed into the paranoia. It's just that I felt like, I felt like it would have been okay if the music weren't as, like, I wish it weren't as loud, I guess. Because I felt like the first like notes, like the first opening bits of music that really ramped up, it ramped up. Like I'm not tell, I'm not saying that it, there was there was no gradual. They skipped right to uh, these these uh, like crescendos of the violin. And when we first see the when she sees her boss on the street, and I just felt like it was a little much. And then the music just kind of lasted throughout all throughout as she was driving. And I just kind of wish it were a little, I don't know, I guess I wish it were a little bit different that we were building to gradual and the fact that it wasn't just kind of threw me off a little, but it was still good. I understand his intention, so it was good for that reason. Similar, a similar note along with the pace, like, like how I mentioned in the beginning, uh, that although I like this movie a lot more now than I did then, I think, but I still noticed things that I wasn't really happy with watching it again. And a pace is definitely one of them. I felt like with a majority of the film, I wish we re I wish we kind of like similar to what you said for alien. I, I wish we, I wish we had more moments for character development and not, and really? because, okay. yeah, okay. I actually wish we had more moments for character development in psycho. Who specifically who, uh, everyone as a whole, or I think, Probably Norman. Really? He's e- either f- either I guess both Norman and um Marion, both of them. I kind of wish we got a little bit more between those two. Really? I yeah, cuz as I was watching I kind of felt like uh similar to what you said about the shower scene how it came pretty quickly like in the very uh opening mom- moments of the film essentially maybe like I don't know, half hour in. Um I kind of felt like when I when I was watching it too, I thought that the I forgot that the shower scene had come so early, and I was a little disappointed that we didn't get to, I guess have any. I wish we had some more teases before that shower scene. I really wanted to live in, and we still lived in the mystery of Norman way past Marion's death, but I guess I wanted some more out of that. It was pretty quick, and I actually forgot as well that Marion didn't even last that long in the film. And I think I, I think I remember myself saying when I first watched it that, wow, they killed off their main character so early. How could they do that? And now looking back at it, I think I realized that uh, Marion wasn't necessarily the main character. So yeah, I was like, okay, this makes a little bit more sense, but I still made the note to myself as I was watching that I wish it, I wish it took a little bit more time. I think a lot of there's a lot of elements in this film that are really good, like the um, you know, Norman's character and whatnot. It's just that I wish it I, I, I wish it took it a little bit slower. 
Um, I had to disagree actually with, with, uh, I think the reason you feel this way is because you knew the, the outcome of, you've seen it before. So you're already expecting, uh, you already know the whole, uh, mystery, but I guess, uh, me as a first time viewer, I thought, yes, I do agree that the iconic scene in the shower was early, but the only reason why I thought it was early is because I expected it to be like the forefront of the movie mm. and basically carry that uh, throughout. Uh, and it was shocking to me that it was uh, so early. And it actually, I think, worked the idea that uh, Marion actually left so quickly, even though I was saddened because she was the, I felt she was the main character because that was who we were following uh, at the beginning, right? Right. And I was shocked to see that, oh, I was like, oh, maybe she, uh, it was just, you know, just a scratch, you know, <laughs> or something like, it was just, uh, it was just, um, you know, she'll re- revive herself or something like that. Right. But the fact that she actually just died, you know, and, uh, went into the swamp area. Right. It was, uh, it was shocking to me that, oh, the character's just gone. So that's a fact that I agree that maybe shocked me, but I don't think it, I disagree with the idea of it happening certainly was as a bad thing because, uh, if you do look at the whole thing, um, she was basically the mystery after the fact. And, and in some ways, I was sad, like like I said before, I was sad to see her go, but only because I think there was enough character development already there to feel that, oh man, uh, I, I felt it that she, you know, when she died, I was like, I was, I was saddened. And I think it was, it was enough because we had the whole... In the beginning where she had the relationship with Sam mm. and then, uh, you know, learning that she wanted to have some other life. Right. Right. And then having some guy hit on her and it was like, oh, it's creepy. It's like, I, you know, I don't, I don't like that. And then, you know, I felt for her that she got like the small victory with the money. And then it was very like, I felt that she was, wasn't taking the whole fugitive thing, you know, uh, seriously. No, not Seriously. It was more like uh, it was hurting her, right? And I felt like she she was innocent uh, in that realm. I, I guess that her story had nothing to do with the Bates Motel. And the fact that she died in that realm, like, oh, just, you know, out of nowhere, right? Really? Because, you know, she wasn't supposed to, like, drift off into that place. She wasn't supposed to uh, even be there in the first place, right? She was just... Basically stopping there for the night to go back to where uh, righting her wrongs, right? And right. I felt that her character, I guess I felt sympathetic for her character, right? Okay. And the fact that she just died out of nowhere was very saddening to me because, again, she had nothing to do with this uh, Norman Bates character, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, that's... that's uh, that's upsetting. Upsetting, and I guess the, the the true disturbing nature of this film that basically these people had nothing to do cross paths at all, right? Besides the fact that she stayed there one night and that's it. Yeah, but I don't. I'm not disagreeing with the fact that that happened. It's just that I think it could have we could have dragged it out a little bit more. I don't disagree with the fact that of what had happened and how she and how she died. I just think that it could have we could have taking a little bit more time to to be in that world between the two of them. I think we could have taken just a little bit more time to 
understand how creepy this place was. I think we got it in those few moments and whatnot, because like even, you know, because we get it from Norman, just Norman, <laughs> him just acting like right. him, which is creepy. Had. Well, not, not, well, yeah, of course that, but like just the way he communicates with her, the way like he smiles and the way he just interacts with her. And I wish I, I wanted more. I wanted more of that between the two of them to last a little bit longer. I think it was just a little too quick. And I really wish we just kind of, we we felt that a little bit more between those two. Uh, like to see, I, I don't know, I guess it's because like this, it's it's the the horror psychological side of it. But I guess to, to see that evil a little bit more, because we even saw him uh, peeping through a hole when she was getting undressed right. before, uh, like when he uh, left her in a room. And like it was just, it, it was creepy. Right. And you know, and since it is a horror film, I guess I'm not saying that I want to see more of the peeping. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I wanted to see more of that, like evil from Norman and between the two of them. I wanted to see more of that because I felt like it just, it, it just kind of went from one thing to another uh, so quickly. So I argue that if they did have a connection, it would have lost the horror of just being there, basically crossing paths. For no reason. The fact that I think the horror with it is because uh, they weren't supposed to cross paths and they had no other connection besides that one night. Right. That's horrifying to me that this person would just kill this person without ever really knowing them. Right. And if they did, you know, take a little bit longer time to um, know them, I think that would have uh, decreased that... uh, that horrifying thriller for me. I guess that's a good point to bring up because even if it did last any longer, which it wouldn't have lasted that much longer because she was going to leave the next morning. So it's a good, that's a good thing to bring up that had they had a little bit more of a connection, it would have destroyed the horror within between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to the whole, uh, Norma was very like suspicious. I think everybody, no, I think when they crossed paths, they were more suspicious than anybody. I just felt as like it was just it was just weird. I want like going back to their interactions. It was it was just uh, me watching. I was like, oh, what's what's happening? You know, very awkward. Yeah, especially again for these people just uh, first meeting. Right. It was just very awkward. It was uh, honestly when I was watching. I actually thought that Norman was quite likable at first. He was very, I thought he was very likable and just a shy person when she met him. And, but then I think it, it was pretty early still that I kind of realized that, oh, he's a little weird too, or a little awkward, I guess. But it, honestly, for me at first, he he came off quite likable. Um, like he, he, you know, he was just being nice and everything. And he was talking about how, you know, no one really comes through here. So he was kind of glad to see that someone was, you know, wanting to stay the night. Uh-huh. And he was kind of almost like a little excited that he was, that someone was here. Right. And I, you know, I, I was like, oh, that's kind of likable that, you know, he just wants to do his job. And, but, you know, obviously it takes a turn when uh, he kind of like really goes into that and talks about it. I think like he starts talking about his mom and whatnot, and it just gets awkward between the two of them. I should think when it turned for me was the fact that they, they, uh, when he brought the meal, the the dinner, yeah, and 
the fact that he wanted to go eat somewhere else. That was like, oh yeah, for me at least, I was like, oh, that's a red flag. Because he said that, like, oh, let's eat, let's see in my office, or I think she invited him in to eat in the room, and then he's like, oh, let's eat in the office. And then he said, when she came into the office, he was he was like, oh, eating here would be too officious, so we need to eat in the parlor. It's just right here, like right in the back of my office. And I was like, this is so forward, and it was very yeah, strange. Even the fact that he asked her to dinner, like oh, that, that's was, true. that was that was even true. more that forward. Was true. That was true. Uh, honestly, I think like even when he was showing her the room, it felt very normal until he talked about the bathroom, which felt kind of strange and obviously a a foreshadow to the shower scene, Mm -hmm. but it started getting really weird when he invited her to dinner. Yeah. It was very forward, too forward. I agree. So that, that was strange. Basically like after that, they, you know, Marion dies and. They have this whole private detective come, or private investigator, the PI, whatnot, try to track her down. And uh, that was kind of weird to me, because at first, like, I didn't know who this character was, and how they introduced him was just, you know, through a window, right? And I was like, how is this connecting uh, to anything? Because basically, once Marion died, I was like... Is the is the movie over? <laughs> you know, first time watching it, I was like, "What? what yeah, happened? like this is it." I actually kind of do want to speak a little bit about when Marion died because, yeah, I, I, like you mentioned that this is the iconic shower scene from Psycho. I want to know what you thought about it though before we move on to like the rest of the story and the events. I don't think we, yeah, like the shower scene. Like when you saw it, what did you think? Um, you you've at least seen the scene before, right. haven't I, you? I've seen the scene before, okay, but like. Uh, I don't think anything like I can like really say definitively like it was it's you know the iconic scream with you know the knives coming at I guess in some ways no I don't want to again blame it for the times but it it did look a little goofy you know in some ways Hmm. but I don't I don't think it deterred you know from what was actually happening and I guess if anything, I was the most shocking thing was that she actually died from it and actually happened now. I, I assume that she, uh, you know, when watching because I don't I haven't watched the actual full scene until we watched it uh, for Psycho. Yeah, right. So I watched like half of it, right? Probably up to the scream, right? Okay. And uh, just seeing that she actually died right there with the iconic scream, uh, it was very weird. Uh, to me just because of where a place in the film if anything i want to say that stan stood out was that she reached forward after the fact yeah and then she just dropped that was kind of like oh you know what she was still i i assumed that she just fall into the bathtub and just stay there uh-huh but the fact that she reached out that was kind of like uh very grim very right. another disturbing piece that you know oh, she tried to escape but you know, didn't didn't, didn't not, make it. Yeah, didn't make it. You you said that you felt like uh, it was kind of goofy. Like what made it? What made the scene I, goofy? I, to I you? think just the the knives to the person. You know. Oh, okay. Like uh, like the cuts it took. Right. Right. Okay. Probably because you could tell. Like obviously they weren't doing you know right, anything. Anything. But that's that's about it. It's, it's a time thing. You know. Okay. They can't yeah. do anything about that. So that's the only sure. goofy part I would say. But. uh yeah, going back to the reach hand, reaching the hand out, that was the disturbing piece. Uh, honestly, like I was, I was watching it again, 
I thought about how like, man, this was the setup for for the slasher genre. And I was just thinking about like all of that and the fact that the this scene right here was basically the start of not saying that like slasher films started like right after that, but like it set the template. It, it basically. Yeah. And when I when I was like watching that, I was just thinking about I was just thinking about other slasher films and I was I was just thinking, man, like this one scene and yeah, like this one scene did it. And like it with all of the stereotypes and tropes, it was just really it was playing through my head and thinking, wow, like how significant this scene was for uh the whole, genre. The whole genre of horror. Yeah. It's definitely like that catalyst, even for the film, right? Right. Like kickstart, you know, what the whole rest of the story would right. be. Right. Yeah. So, so then, um, she, she's killed by the, the mother. Well, you know, I guess, I guess, uh, talking about that whole, let's go, let's go to like the mother and, uh, Norman Bates. So, even though I never watched the film before, I did have the suspicion that their relationship was like uh, strange, and that there was something not like something hidden, not not uh, told. So I was I was very suspicious to see that. Uh, oh, we saw you know a lady uh, kill this other lady. So I was like, because uh, I was if I wanted to say I remember I thought it was a uh, a guy, right? Maybe because of the slasher film, we see, you know, your Michael Myers, your Jason Voorhees, your Freddy, right? It's usually some sort of man right. uh, doing this to, you know, teenagers or something like that, right? Uh-huh, sure. And the fact that it was a lady there, I was like, huh, that's uh, that's interesting. And uh, like, I was like, um, how is this going to unravel? The fact also that we didn't see the mother at all. We only saw this, uh, like, a side profile shot from a window. Right. I thought it was good that we at least... The relationship between Norman and his mother, it was established quickly. Um, simply, and I, I like it was simply due to a, an argument that the two had when Norman wanted to invite uh, Marion over for dinner. Right, and we already had that like established relate, like we established the strained relationship between the two. Uh, that clearly the mother is controlling, and she tells Norman what to do. Right. So yes, we did see the side profile and the through the window, and that was it. Um, and towards the beginning, yeah, uh, I knew something in that relationship was off. I guess at the, going into Psycho because I knew okay. that they had there was a, a mother and son relationship, and I knew going in that something in the relationship was off. I didn't really know what, or I didn't I didn't have any confirmation of what. And then uh, basically, you know, once we get to the end. Uh, I was like, oh, my suspicions were confirmed, you know. For that whole relationship, I guess we, like, skip forward to, you know, basically how they clash. I think the fact that we didn't see anything from her and that, again, I think think it was the fact that we couldn't ever reach. It was like, okay, maybe she's, like, not there or something like that, right? It was very... I'd assume if it, if she played some sort of bigger role, we would have at least seen something. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Like, do you did you feel like it was strange that we never actually got, we never had, we never saw her? And I was wondering, like, if you felt like uh, it was strange the fact that we never actually caught a glimpse of her in any of the moments when the two were talking as you were watching. Did you feel like it was 
Yeah, I, I knew something was up. I I, I was I was like, uh, something's wrong here. Right. So I was like, okay, uh, the fact that that's it, maybe to believe. I did think, you know, that was, oh, she's she's probably like a corpse or something like that, right? Mm, okay. I did think that like immediately that that's the whole psycho uh, uh, thing, right? Yeah. And I was only suspicious, right? Basically, I think I was at the point when the private detective came over mm-hmm. and I was uh, basically, that's where I was suspicious of it, right? Okay. That's where I thought, oh, she's probably dead or something like that, right? But then it wasn't confirmed until, you know, basically uh, at the end, right? Right. So, so like even the moment when Norman uh, carried her out of the room to hide her in the the fruit cellar, you even, you still thought that it was a corpse? Yeah, the fact that she didn't walk on her own. Okay. The fact that we didn't see any face, even when uh, at the famous slash scene, we didn't see anything. Right. I was like, okay, uh, she's not actually there. How did you explain like the voices though, like the conversations they had together? Again, I, I was just uh, basically in my mind. That's where the psycho stuff, you know, this. Oh, okay. This, uh, that's how they explain everything. So I you- knew something wasn't right with Norman at the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, basically the whole interaction with uh, Marion, and I knew the fact that we didn't see anything of the the mother. I was like, okay, something's not right. The fact you know we didn't we didn't see her walk or face at the same time. Right, something was off. Okay, so you knew pretty early on that what the rest of the story would bring. Right. Um, I actually was I I thought it was really clever as to how they as to how alfred hitchcock was almost like hiding those those uh moments with the mother yet still giving us scenes quote-unquote scenes with her Mm -hmm. even though we never actually saw her and as i was watching again since i already knew what the outcome was going to be i was like i actually kind of like how clever that they're not ever showing the mother at any point and yet it seems like she is alive and the way that Norman talks about her makes it seem that way. And I was like, for someone who's not who who's never seen the film or knows anything about it, um, I knew that you had a, you already knew uh, of it. Um, but I was still curious to see what like you were thinking and if you actually were catching on to these clues. Right. I, I thought she was alive when Marion came for the first time. Mm. It wasn't until when the private uh, detective, the private investigator, came where I was like. I was suspicious that she, you know, she wasn't even alive. Right. I guess the one thing that w- I felt like was a, was um, almost kind of like a, uh, it was giving it away. What was that early moment when we saw the mother in the window and then not long after, because uh, that's who Marion sees first, but then Norma comes out uh, not long after, but it's just kind of like. If he is the one cross-dressing or, or maybe he just set up her corpse at the, in front of the window. I think so. Either or. If like if, at first my thought was he was cross-dressing and he was just like watching and because of the moment when he comes out to go help her uh, to help Marion with her bags, uh, the mother's no longer in the window. So my thought was, oh, maybe he was cross-dressing and he as he was like going down the stairs, he literally changed um, because uh, he probably wears his clothes underneath. That's possible too. Yeah. And I was just like, I guess that was the only thing that might have given it away. The fact that like it was... Or maybe not because it was so fast. Um, those like quick changes, but I thought it was. Oh, I thought it was just clever seeing how Alfred Hitchcock had the mother, uh, like her interaction with her and Norman. Yeah, 
I think people will grow suspicious, you know, eventually. But yeah, I don't think you can really conclude at the beginning. I don't think how like you said it. It's it, too it, early. It, yeah, yeah, it's a possible giveaway. I don't think it was because again, I th- I think for at least for me, I thought the fact that we saw her at the window, it wasn't enough to me. It's like oh, she's she's dead, right? Right. So yeah, I don't think uh, I think it did a good job, like you said at the beginning, to uh, hide the fact that she wasn't alive. Yeah, I also like. I guess I was picking up on those those tells on when for like a foreshadow for the outcome for the rest of the film. And I felt like another another one that came early on was when Norman was having the conversation with Marion and he and she mentioned like if he should take us, she suggested maybe you should take your mother to someplace else um, because it seemed like Norman was unhappy and the way he talked about like this, like someplace else, like the the insane asylums, as he put it, it seemed like he was talking from experience. And when I was like l- listening to him talk about it, I was like, "Oh, that was a dead giveaway." And I'm curious if, like, I'm cu- I was just curious, like, if you caught onto it. And I, I didn't. I I don't think I noticed it the first time. So watching it again, I was I was noticing those things, and I was like, "Oh, it's kind of neat how it was so um, early." But it, it could have given the rest of it away, perhaps. I was definitely suspicious in that conversation. I, I remember thinking, like, uh, for Marion, leave immediately. Yeah, because <laughs> this, we- this is weird. After that conversation, I was like, leave immediately. Get in your car and go away. Like, maybe because it was a horror film, I was like, okay, some, something's, something's up, right? And, oh, this is Psycho, so some, some, something's up, right? But, uh, yeah, I was like, red flags everywhere. I was like... When he told the story about uh, the poison or whatnot with uh, the the uh, oh the 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 father the stepfather yeah the stepfather I was like uh, something's off here again right I was like that's not the story or it's not the full thing I felt I'm glad you picked up on that yeah just just the way he talked especially like so early on it, it was very much like on not on guard but. The fact that he got like real offended, so like real, because this this person has nothing didn't know the circumstances, right? And I felt like the the fact that he got uh, so like offended, I was like, oh man, uh, I'm a little scared, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's nobody here; it's just uh, her and him. And I was like, oh, you know, what's gonna happen? Also, the fact that his story felt too clean. I think that was another thing, you know. Like I just felt like his story was so clean. And that was just another thing that I felt like was often creepy, but I definitely felt sad for the uh, the sister and uh, Sam. Oh right, I was like, oh man, I thought the in some ways Norman was gonna get away with it because of the uh, the sheriff that they uh, called eventually. Oh right, the local sheriff. Yeah, yeah, because he he basically. Uh, Took him off the path for a little bit until yeah, you know they, that they did their own uh, investigation. Oh, let's talk about the um, the private investigator actually going into the like how he pressed uh, Norman for the stuff. Watching that scene, I really liked it. I yeah. really liked that entire scene. That whole that whole sequence of of scenes was great. I loved it. Yeah, like uh, he. Uh, he very much got him like uh, cornered. It was like, oh man, you're messing up, uh, Norman, or whatnot. 
Uh, and honestly, and like in a lot of ways, I thought it was strange that he was messing up because why did, I don't know. I guess my question when I saw that, it was like, why was he so flawless with Marion and not with uh, this, this uh, right. personal investigator? That's true. Like he, he was very much, yeah, that's total. I, I caught that too. Like this investigator, like really uh, tripped him up super easily. And, and why? Yeah. Why? Like, he he could have at least told the truth basically and it would have just you know been normal yeah he would have been like he would have been okay and for whatever and maybe this was you know and we as we find out later towards the end that maybe that was the mom coming through and it wasn't it wasn't him but we also like learned that like you know he supposedly had more of a connection with marion so that could be a difference and you know not necessarily having a connection with the the pi but i just thought it was weird that he let his guard down with the personal investigator and i was like I don't. I don't quite understand why, because he could have. Yeah, I it, agree. I agree. Like he could have kind of gotten away with it. I agree for the most part. So it, it, either way, though, it was still enjoyable to watch the scenes where the PI was strong arming him and was asking him the, or not even really, and just asking him these questions. His basic questions. And and Norman was just for whatever reason paranoid, right? That he was going to find out, and you know, tripping up on a story and whatnot. And I think this was um, also the moment where I noticed that uh, even if, I, I, I think what I really liked about this whole like paranoia that Norman was feeling, not only that we were seeing it verbally, but we were also seeing these nonverbal reactions. Yeah, like to, he was starting to sweat and everything. Right, that he was starting to sweat, that he was starting to kind of like lick his lips. And he was also eating, I think it was like candy corn. He was, he was I don't know something if it was like, like that, popcorn yeah. or candy corn or something. And he was just like, just like eating away at it, you know, like just eat, like eating these candy corns and like, uh, it was really neat to see how he, even his nonverbal reactions were giving him away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was very weird when like the PI was looking through the, the log book and then they had that like undershot of him eating, of Norman eating the candy corn and like looking at the name of, um, Marion. And I was just like, this is such a strange shot that we saw. Like it was like right under his chin and it was so strange. And, but it like, it made me feel uncomfortable because I'm sure he was uncomfortable. <laughs> so I felt the same way. I felt the tense, the, the tension in that scene. Um, but I also kind of felt a little bit scared for the PI, you know, because uh, of what had happened to Marion. And I kind of didn't want the PI to, to get killed as well. Right. I was, uh, I think the fact that that Norman was very off, like on edge, I wasn't as scared for the PI for some reason because mm-hmm. I felt like uh, maybe because I thought it was like a cop or whatnot, right? He have some sort of weapon or something to defend himself. Uh-huh. Uh, what was weird about the PI though was the fact that he actually just forced himself into the uh, the house oh, that right. Norman lives. I thought I was like, oh, whoa, he just. Okay, let me just walk in and see the mother. <laughs> right, that was very weird. To I was me. like, "What was his plan?" Yeah, I was like, "Well, how do you how do you explain this?" I'm just in someone's house, and I oh, I just want information, man. Like, it's more like uh, uh, just do it and beg for forgiveness later. <laughs> I think that's what his mind was, where his mind was at, and ultimately it didn't work out for him, as we know. Right, and yeah, uh, still to this day. When I first watched the scene, when I uh, love the aerial shot of 
uh, when the mother is like right as she or you know right as she stabs uh, the the PI when she stabs him. I love that shot like right beforehand, and then you know we cut to him falling down the stairs. Still to this day, uh, I still think that scene is hilarious when he falls down the stairs. It's definitely very. Yeah. <laughs> it's of the it's of the times. It's a yeah, product of the times of totally. what we could do with uh, cameras and whatnot. But every time I see that, I crack up because I I remember laughing at it the first time I saw it, and I still laughed at it this time around. Um, it's just so it's it's funny. Like if yeah, it, when you're watching, you'll understand what I'm saying. That's probably the one where you probably don't take seriously compared to Marion. Yeah. Marion, I took seriously. This one it was a little silly. This was, yeah, this was definitely silly, no doubt. So let's move on to uh, when. Sam and uh, the sister. What, what was the sister's name? Lila. Lila? Yeah. When when they come to the uh, Bates Hotel, because uh, they had a good plan, actually, at, at first. I thought so, too. I, I was I was happy that they were getting their moment, because I, I actually forgot that the sister got involved with the situation. Mm-hmm. And seeing that unfold was was another enjoyable moment to watch, similar to the, to the P.I., scenes and uh i don't know like this was that moment where i was just kind of like oh man i'm really scared for them that they're going through this and that they have this plan to to you know investigate while while they're trying to keep norman uh busy and whatnot and i was like uh this part's really tense and i just really don't want norman to find out right um i was like they had a good plan with going in as like a husband and wife right and I think what threw uh, them off, though, was the fact that they were very, uh, they were very they were too for- Yeah, they yeah. were blunt and too forceful. And too forceful with, like, uh, their their approach to Norman. Like, oh, you know, why did you forget this? Right. Or why didn't you do this? Or I think they should. That's weird. I think, see, I think this is one of those moments, again, where I wish we took it slower. This is one of those moments that I really wish they weren't so forceful and were a little bit more... Uh, you know, tactical in their approach because they weren't. And I and I wish we, I really wish we built this more. This was one of those moments I really desperately wanted to have uh, built because it could have been great had we like extended this search um through the apartment that uh that Marion was staying in. And I, I don't know, it just happened way too fast. And I, I really wish it took its time and it didn't. I do agree that this this is the part where they should have increase the time uh, right. to, to bring but i also want to say that it's possible that because uh through this blunt and forcefulness of that they had that's also a human characteristic right you know they're not they're not gonna train think. professionals or something like that they're just worried about you know their loved one right so they're like you know on edge too and yeah. that came out through their uh their actions their, and their actions. demeanor yeah um, yeah, totally. Uh, I really did like it, though. In, in some ways, and you see, and still, in some ways, you almost kind of feel bad for Norman for whatever reason because he is I, being tricked. I, I never did. I don't think once in this this film felt bad for him ever. Oh, really? I don't think so. No. Not, not like not even in the moment when, like, his mother was just like yelling at him. Okay, that's true. In the beginning, sure, but once, once. Once they had their conversation, once the meal happened, the dinner happened. Yeah, that's it for me. Okay, yeah, no, no that's, <laughs> that's fair. It. That's totally fair. I get that. Um, yeah. So then you know they're going through their investigation, and Sam is keeping 
he's keeping Norman busy by talking with him and Lila goes through the house. Mm-hmm. This is what I really like about the the film is that this is the first time besides that other moment when we saw the house in the interior for like a moment's time when Norman went inside. But I really like how this was the first time. Oh, wait, no. And also the P.I., but yeah, even so then, we, we didn't get in, much. We've been in a little bit. Right, a little bit of the house. But I really like how this was the moment where we really got to explore the interior. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. like, uh, because for most of the movie, we didn't see much of it. And it, it was interesting to get to be able to see more and feel like you're with Lila and accompanying her on her investigation. And... Uh, that was a really tense scene because you were just hoping that Sam was keeping up with right, the, the right. distraction for Norman, and and I think it really the the tension escalated when uh, I think Norman started following on uh, well, as to what the two were doing, right. and you know attacked Sam and then ran up to the house. And my question is: is uh, you know how she went into what looked like Norman's room? Yes. Uh, she pulled out a book, but I don't think we ever saw the contents of it. No. Um, it, clearly, she saw something that she didn't want to see. Right. I'm, I'm just surprised as us as the audience, we didn't, didn't see get either. a chance to see it. Uh, yeah. So I do know, um, doing a little bit of research, that it was just so the, it was just uh, certain characteristics that the that the uh, Norman. Or that the character in the book version of Psycho had, and that they didn't display those images via the film because it was too much. Like um, disturbing wise, or? yeah. Okay. So they just they just alluded to it, you know. Okay. Uh, the the fact that there was these kinds of images, so they just cut it from the film, or they yeah, not actually showing the images. Okay. But we did see it in Lila's fa- facial expressions. Right. Right. So like, and that, and even as I was watching, I got that that point. Came across. I just, I just felt like, um, yeah, that point came across as just I felt it was like some sort of clue, and the fact that the audience didn't see that clue. Oh, uh, I was like, oh, okay, it's, you know, I guess it's not that big of a deal, quote unquote. All right. I, I mean, I think we got the idea that it was just disturbing, right? And it was, and it obviously the pointed to Norman, and I'm just right. kind of like, oh, yeah, this is strange. I thought it was like. Uh, it was an explanation of all the events, like a diary of some sort. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, I was going to basically, he wrote it down, what he did or something right, like that. Right, that's, right. that's what I thought uh, at first. Right. Yeah. And then shortly after Lila, just like she's trying to leave when Norman gets back and he's searching through the house. Mm-hmm. And then right before she's about to leave, when she has her opening, she she clearly has a moment where she can just leave. But then she sees the fruit seller. And she decides to go down, uh, downstairs, and that's a creepy basement. Yeah, <laughs> like very claustrophobic. Yeah, um, love love that location. It's just very creepy, and very I was just creepy. like, oh, it's it's exactly what you would think it would be. And you know, he f- she finds what she thinks is uh, Mrs. Bates, and then you know we get the big reveal where she turns the uh, her around, and it's just the skeleton. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, she screams because it's like, what the heck? Why do we have just this corpse right here? Right. And then not long after, uh, Norman, uh, comes right in and, uh, he's dressed up as his mother and luckily Sam. Yeah. Luckily Sam comes, comes in for to the, the rescue. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And 
tries, you know, luckily for, Sam stops her. For a second stops there, him. I thought, I thought, uh, you know, she was, she was going to die right there. But luckily, like we said, Sam came in and was like, yeah. oh, thank God. Right. And like, no, not nobody else, please. Um, right. Uh, I also, I have to mention, and I should have mentioned it during the shower scene, the fact that like we always have that the reoccurring motif of those you know those spiking violins oh, of the, you know the classic yeah, yeah the classic sound from the shower scene mm-hmm. and uh, that everyone knows and I really like how that always comes back every time when uh, Norman slash the mother is kills mm-hmm. like the, that murder theme and I just really like how it always comes back but man when it when it when we had a plane and we were watching it was like ear piercing I was just like I forgot how ear piercing this was. And it was effective, though. <laughs> um, but man, quite a bit. Uh, let's move on to the end, uh, I suppose. And I-, I have to say, this is the part I definitely did not remember. Like this whole aftermath of when Norman gets, uh, you know, he's arrested and taken in for questioning. I really did not like this end scene. So, uh, with, yeah, I-, I did not like it. So. I like the fact that we knew the answers, right? So, what, I, what do you I, mean? So, like, we knew basically what happened. Everybody knew what happened. What the answers was to what ha- would happen to Marion, the PI. Basically, all the details that were hidden from the characters, they knew now. With uh, some psychologists coming in and telling them the answer. Oh, you you actually liked all of that? I like no, no. I like the fact that they knew. The 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 answers now they had the answers there was closure for them okay I don't think I like the fact that we were told in this way yeah exactly I didn't like that either I thought it was I I was like well why do we watch this whole film then like I don't know I kind of felt like it, we he explained this psychologist explained this entire film to me right via his story right and I really disliked that right yeah I disliked that too but again I think. I think the outweighs. I, w- I wanted closure for these characters at this point. Yeah, me too. And be- I think that's what I wanted more than how the story presentation. So I kind of like, I kind of gave it a slight pass per se. But I would agree that basically the the fact that the psychologist summed up the entire thing was like, couldn't we have done it some other way? I was really, uh, yeah, I I think so. This is the way I would have done it. I was really disappointed. And that whole moment, I kind of like checked out. I kind of checked out of what, like watching the movie in a way because I was really disappointed the, by the fact that we were getting told the whole like the whole the whole reasoning behind the events that had, had taken place from the psychologist. I just I just disliked it. And the way I would have done it is, you know, he so so Norman's arrested. He's at he's captured. And he's at the place. And then maybe we get like a few little things about like answers for the characters, Lila and Sam about what had happened to Marion. And then I wish we just cut straight directly to when we see that close up of Norman and have the voiceover of the mother talking mm-hmm. and going through that whole entire scene the exact same way it did in the end. And then that's it. I, I also hated when at the very end we saw the car getting pulled out of the swamp. I hated that too. Really? I really wish we just had that whole that whole last scene with Norman and the mother uh, voiceover and fade to black with the end. 
or just fade to black and and however like no yeah just the fade to black the end and that's it i dislike the fact that we got the psychologist the psychologist explanation and the car getting pulled out of the swamp i didn't i really dislike both of those two scenes um i actually like the pulling the car out of the swamp but i don't know about the for the ending i i like it as like a a sh- uh, like just as a pure shot seeing that as okay we we've huh maybe it is because of the end it's the ending i don't know i i had no problems with that i want to say and i, I want like i was gonna say like oh maybe not for the ending but in some way i think i do like it for the ending because it's it shows that i don't want to say closure it's not closure it, it's it's more that I guess it is. It has something to do with closure. Like, uh, we're going to find out, or the people, their world is still going, even the fact that this bad stuff happened, I guess. I don't know if that's the correct way to put it. I don't know how if I can describe into words why I like that sort of ending. Because I think the black ending would have been, like, I don't want to say generic either, but, like, okay, that's it. Like, there's no... I just it's it's like a justice sense. Yeah, it's like tying up the loose ends and yeah, the you know, yeah, there's justice for in the end and you know um yeah, there's justice against the, you know, the murderer, which makes sense. I I, I don't know. I guess it just I guess I would have I think it would have fit better had we had that that I guess more grim ending. Because like why did we why do we see it anyway if it was already there? Like what? What did? What real? I don't know. Actually, I was gonna say what real difference would it have made had we done it the way I just described. Yeah. But it would it would have changed the feeling of the ending. It totally yeah. would have changed. So, um, I, th- I think just Alfred Hitchcock has weird endings to his films, probably. Yeah, that that is um, that's probably the case. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just really didn't like that ending. I think I think that's kind of, honestly kind of what ruined it for me. I think the two things that ruined Psycho for me were the was the pacing and the ending. I really did dislike both of those two things after watching it again. Um, but I, re- I like, I think that they have really great like characters and they got a good story here. I just really don't like how the the ending was played out, and I don't like the pacing of the film. I like it in certain moments, but and I understand the intention behind the pacing. I just. Ultimately, I I, th- I found myself not liking uh, either of those things. I think for me, pacing was fine for the most part until like probably the end, and then I want to say the psychology, the way that just the talking without like actually showing like further stuff was just not a good way to just end this whole realm. It, it's it's a good way to like again get answers quickly and. Uh, have our human audience try to understand some something that goes within the mind, but like I don't know, it, I feel like there's better ways. Yeah. I, I have to believe it just kind of felt redundant to me because we had just watched all the these pieces unfold, and I don't think I, I I feel like I didn't need another explanation to explain the events. That's fair. That's fair. I think uh, maybe maybe that whole that whole bit was as well a product of the times and I have to give it slack simply because maybe uh 
Alfred Hitchcock or producers felt that maybe people couldn't follow this story, you know? Or, or just, like, understand that in those times, maybe. I don't know. Because, like, we've had nowadays, you know, those type of stories happen before, you know? Like right. That, that's a, maybe back then, I don't think in some ways um, they thought the audience could follow, like you said, right. the, whole, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. So I have to give it a little bit of slack, but right. still, after watching it again, I I it's, don't it's, like the ending. It is the 1960s, so yeah, I don't know what their viewpoints were. Right. O- overall, though, would you recommend this film? I would. I think, uh, again, even though it differed from my expectations, just kind of like Alien, where I was like, when I came into it, I was expecting something, and it came out like a, a different thing. I think... Uh, I think people should watch Psycho. I think it was very, I think so far for like a horror themed month, right. this is the most disturbing one for me, at, okay. at least. I think the okay. fact that, uh, again, Marion had nothing to do with the Bates Motel or Norman Bates entirely. Right. And the fact she was killed that way, that for me, that was uh, disturbing. And that was the most uh, horror uh, ask thing uh, for this film. I did think that the film could have been longer. This was another short one for like Alien, right? Uh, it's very it's like, oh man, we're uh, we're done because especially like after Marion died, I was like, oh what? <laughs> yeah, roll the credits. <laughs> um, it's so it's a short one. It's pretty disturbing if uh, this is not like your cup of tea, I guess. Yeah, and uh, it definitely paved the way towards slasher films. Yeah. Totally. I, I would I would probably say the same. Like I would definitely recommend that people watch this. Um simply because it it is the you know, it is that beginning of the slasher genre in horror films. Yeah, like I said, it has good it has a good story here. It's got good characters. I just dislike the pacing and the ending. But despite those two things, I would still recommend that people watch it because mm-hmm. it is an important it is an important film and they're um there are iconic moments throughout the film. I have to mention too, like simply because of like um, Anthony Perkins, the guy who plays Norman Bates, like just his performance alone. Like, I just think that his performance really, really sells this movie. I really enjoyed watching him, even though like he was awkward and whatnot, but he really played it up well. And so did Marion. Everyone did. Right. Uh, But man, his performance really like sticks out in a, in a good way. And that's that alone is something to watch this movie for. Um, yeah, definitely agree. Yeah, and, and uh, as well as the music, like the music is definitely something you got to listen to uh, for as well, because that that is also iconic for its for the film um, and very important. So, and there we have it: Alfred Hitchcock's 1960 horror film Psycho. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of The End Credits. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The End Credits Podcast and over on Twitter at The End Credits. If you're watching the video version, make sure to subscribe to The End Credits YouTube channel. That's it. Thank you and goodbye.